recording. Okay, uh, I have your special drink for you. So purple grape crush. I hope that's that works. It is the only kind of grape crush. Okay, so I'm I don't drink pop ever. Does pop make you burp? Okay, so let's chug some pop right now and then do our best burps. That was terrible. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to a Great Depression, a I, podcast. I forced it too much. From every mall rat, Jansport, backpack, emo kid, struggling with the boredoms of everyday adult life. My former best friend club, Greg Skelp, is here. Hello. Hit the music. We are broadcasting today from the Union Fitness Studios. Union Fitness is more than a traditional gym. It's a place where you can transform yourself inside and out based around a variety of classes like yoga, strength, performance, training. Um, Union Fitness, they believe, is their duty to hold themselves and their clients to a higher standard. They practice what they preach and uphold the values to make Union Fitness the community it is. Go to unionfitness.com today. Sign up for a consultation. Through Union, there is strength. Greg Skelp. Yes. How dare you? How dare I? How could you? What? Formerly of the Best Friends Club, formerly I thought we were very close, and now you're fucking engaged. You moved. Yeah. <laughs> you moved, and I didn't even know that. You know what? I think you're. Uh, I think I think what you're saying probably has merit, but I don't care. I'm upset. Who is this mystery woman? Uh, her name's Madison, uh-huh. and she's wonderful. Well, that's awesome. And yeah, she knows about anxiety and shit. Depression, mm. so yeah, it's real cool. Welcome to a great depression. Yes, yes, exactly. Right well, up my alley. That's really cool. I just I had to start confrontationally. I understand. I, I mean, had to throw one right back at you. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, the only the only way that I saw that you were doing well and you've moved on is because I see these like passive aggressive, you know, oh man, it's so great living in the suburbs kind of posts, and it's like, wow, look at my record player and all this open floor plan that I have. <laughs> And plants in a big living room window. So I like, have it all. It's like seeing an ex-girlfriend doing really well is and you're it? doing really bad. Is it? It is. Is it? Does it help you to know that I cry at night thinking about living in the city again? I mean, I cry at night thinking about living in Northside again. Yeah. But, you know. Where are you living now? Garfield. It's still the city. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's still the city. It's SPAC bros. Yeah, right there. I'm like two blocks away. That's cool. Super artsy and stuff like that. Yeah, so, Mr. Yeah. Robot. Yeah, right in my right in my backyard. Uh, AGD Radio is going to come out the same week that this comes out. You come out on Monday. It comes out on Tuesday. Tight. And um, I tell the story about how I saw Serengeti at Mr. Robot, and his backing tracks weren't working. Yeah. So he just did the entire like set acapella. That's crazy. Like a rapper doing a set acapella is the most... It does not make sense. I could not imagine. No, I could not it imagine. doesn't make any sense. But he killed it. So much so that Anastasia and I were like, we'd like to purchase some albums to hear will, it with the music. I will fill your gas tank, sir. Mm-hmm. I will get you to the next destination, which was probably like Slippery Rock or IUP. I can't remember. I do remember because he was with Yanni Wolf of Y. Okay. And I remember Yanni being like, 
hey, like we're we're doing this show for free. So like all the money we make tonight is in merch, and that is also what's paying for us to eat tonight and go to the next town. Whether or not that was true, I have no idea. It's but a good it was guild trip. Fucking brilliant. It's a really good guild trip. Fucking brilliant. And yeah. now we have a poster on our wall of Yanni Wolf and a couple of Serengeti CDs. Do you think about what they ate for dinner every time you look at it? Uh, what do you think they had? What do you think their meal of choice was? So it's East Liberty. Mr. Robot is, is right across from SPAC. Yeah. So my guess is probably SPAC. You think? I mean, it's right there. How long ago was it? Oh, man. Shut up, phone. Um, it was... I was still at Mind Over Media. I was an intern still. Wow. Yeah, so like 2013 or 14. Oh, so they had a lot of they had a lot of options around there. Actually, I'd say 2014, so probably not a lot of options. Man. Before wow. the gentrification. Before they redid Penn. That's yeah. a, that's a good like place marker in history. Right, like, right, right, right. If you were like pre-Penn, then yeah, you can say that you have like a little bit of cloud or something. It's like I remember when. Or if you want to talk about um, not before, oh, they changed the K2. So the market that was right there on the corner of South right. Novo, it is now the In-N-Out shop or In-N-Out market yeah. or something. But it was the K2, and yeah. they sold stolen electronics there. Nice. And they had really great deals on laptops. Everybody shop at your Son of local a K2. Um, yeah, I think that's really kind of like, Lawrenceville is when the teddy buyer shop, the teddy bear repair shop left, or the leather store. Well, that was even before. Yes, they made great belts. They they made raw leather great belts, belts and uh, great gimp suits and yes. choke balls and all sorts yeah, of shit. All of the things, assless chaps and everything. And oh, you yeah. remember you had to hit the you had to hit the the buzzer to be let in. You couldn't just walk in. Yeah, which was. It's <sighs> just like an exclusive VIP club is is really all it was. Yeah, I, I think that was... You got to do the same thing whenever you go to like Christian Dior in New York. You know, you got to ring the buzzer. They don't just let anybody in. So, yes, I'm comparing <laughs> I'm comparing the leather store That's awesome. in Old Lawrenceville to some high-end retailer I in am. New York. I am. I feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. It was a great place. <laughs> um, I did not plan on getting into this, but I think it's definitely a cool topic for both of us to talk about because we are so strongly tethered to this city and the neighborhoods and we have our favorite things in every neighborhood. Absolutely. I think my sign of getting out of Lawrenceville was when it turned into mini Southside. Yeah. I mean, it's been heading that way for a while. It's, and it sucks to see that it's gone the way that it has. I mean, it was so weird the first time that I saw lines down the block for belvedere's and you know once they reopened after the yeah. fire i was just don't like, they know what the fuck belvedere's is dude if they had any idea like how many cigarettes i chain smoked in there and just how much of a mess i was out on that dance floor oh god oh, that best. and then um i'd probably say you know the beginning of it the original so it, it's relocated a little bit the original Southside embassy was industry so right. when industry came over, right. that's where you had like the bros and like Southside Embassy. Yeah, the bros. The Embassy Suite Southside <laughs> Yeah, in. exactly. So that's where you had your... <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's incredible. <laughs> you had your, you know, your explorers, your, uh, you know, the people that were, that were very... Um, 
I just say that able to get out there. I just think it was the Fox Chapel bros that didn't want to drive across two bridges. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too. Their parents finally said they can go out and play in Lawrenceville. Right, yeah. right. They're like, what's in Lawrenceville? There's a teddy bear shop and a leather shop. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, now it's, uh, oof, it, it's bad. They have those giant, uh, whatever those monstrosities are across from the shop and save. Oh, yeah, those mm-hmm. bougie-ass fucking condos. Yeah, those things are god-awful. Those are terrible. But you know what? That fits the area, I guess. You know, does now just the the modern, um, ugh, the modern architecture that they have there. That's great. You know, it, there's I guess some sort of like cohesive idea to the neighborhoods. You know, with the it's like cool. I'm gonna paint my brick uh, a funny color. Let's do a, a funny color, and we'll make a, a right. really loud door. And you can't forget the the gentrification house numbers. There is one kind of house number that is on every gentrified house. What's that? They're they're rather thin. They're sans, oh, sans oh, serif. I understand what you're saying they're now. They're more tall. Okay. Yeah. And I they're thought usually like, like a dark gray or black metal. The number seven no, 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 was no. in every gentrified house or something like that. What is that? Like a mark on the door yeah. like to, <laughs> to let you know yeah. like you're safe. Yeah. Hey, you you can stay here. You pay $100,000 a year. Yes. Um. I had a friend tell me recently that they knew Lawrenceville was in trouble when the gays left. Yeah. And I, I've never felt that to my core, but now like when I was driving down Lawrenceville with like the big truck packed up with all the shit and I'm driving and I'm looking and I'm like, all these people look like they fell out of a gap ad. Like where's the people who are so androgynous couldn't even take a stab at what they maybe were at the beginning well there's i mean there's that and then also you have you know a a big a big sign of it i mean think back to to 2013 or 14 and you know even prior to that i mean you had a, a huge artist movement there and you had a lot of people from the artist community that were going there to either doing projects or going to do you know living there you know they were doing like residency like this and that and yeah, Art All Night. The building that they had Art All Night in is not even there anymore. It's I don't know if that's Giant Eagle's headquarters and yeah. it's some sort of bougie shopping center or it was supposed to be before COVID, but you know, and they have apartments and you know, it's just it, it's crazy to see uh just how much of that changed. And then the second location that they moved Art All Night to, they got rid of that. And now that's going to be apartments. And the the time that I knew that my time was up in Lawrenceville was whenever I was taking a walk down behind Spirit. And yeah, I mean, you know, I was there for the the trendy times and, and stuff like that. I mean, there, you know, a lot of people were. And I knew I was taking a walk down a back street. It's one off of um one off of Butler mm-hmm. behind the Sunoco. I can't think yeah. of what street it is. And the one Stinkies is on. Yes. So if you walk down towards Stinkies uh, maybe a little bit past it, where you're standing in the middle of the street, you could see downtown. You could see PPG. You could see yep. um, the Highmark building. I know it well. And that was my favorite thing to like walk on that street and be able to see those. So whenever they tore down the building that was originally uh, the place for art all night, they started to build those condos or apartments or whatever. 
and it completely blocked yeah. out. You cannot see downtown from there. And that was just like one of those little, you know, like this is a great neighborhood kind of thing. Like it was just like little stuff like that 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 made me feel like it was just charming, I guess, you know. Uh that's pining for Lawrenceville, a segment of a Great Depression. <laughs> yes. Uh waxing as, poetic as by lo- me. As long as Wildcard Roundabout Cafe de Mora and Espresso Amano don't move. It'll be okay. Yeah. Those I mean, are there like are some things that pillars, I like. I think I did like um, Tender when it was there. It was like super bougie. The best. And like It was great. But I will say that I do enjoy Condado just because I'm a sucker for like garbage. You Who know, isn't a sucker for food? a garbage taco? Uh, yeah. I mean, they have all the things that, that I like. So <laughs> I'm telling you, their barbecue jackfruit. <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, so what's up with Greenfield or Garfield? Garfield is, it's still doing its thing. It's, um, I like it. I like it a lot. It's not, uh, it's not North side for me. That's always going to hold a special place just because of, you know, architecture and, you know, the historic aspect and this and that, and uh, you know, the whole nine yards. Walking um, to baseball games. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The two, the, the times that I lived in North side, I've never gotten to walk to a baseball game. What the fuck? How did you pull the that off? The first time was I lived there right after baseball season was over in Pittsburgh until right before baseball season started. Mm. And then we had this lovely pandemic, which canceled oh, a whole season. Shit. So, yeah, I have not been able to walk from my house to a baseball game either of the times I've lived there. That blows. It was awful because that's one of the main draws for me. I mean, it's like, it's great. The stadium's right there. Yeah. And, you know, I get to go do the things that I like to do the most. I can walk or I can ride my bike or I can, you know, and I didn't get to do like, I don't want to say the main thing, but it probably was the main thing that, or one of the main things that, that brought me to Northside. And it's just, so you asked me about Garfield. <laughs> Well, hang on. So I, uh, it was Marty's birthday in May, end of May. Happy birthday, Marty! And we took Am I too her. Close? Am I too no, loud? you're fine. Okay. You're great, actually. You, the AGD audience thanks you for using a microphone properly. Nice. Um, we took Marty to the baseball game, and it was the opening series of the season at home for well in Pittsburgh between Cubs and Pirates, and we weren't there together for probably the first time in five years. Wow, and and that's when I literally texted you from my seat. Like I, I didn't get to go <laughs> dot, dot, dot. with my mom I miss you. to opening day for the first time in oh. well this this year. I don't count last year. No, last you year doesn't couldn't count. Have gone if you wanted to, yeah, the championship doesn't count either. But we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. I don't. It definitely counts for the fucking Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't win anything. I know I have a Dodgers hat on right now, but I almost wore mine. Yeah, just to fuck with yeah. you. I was going to wear my Greg Skelp outfit. I can't wear a pirate hat anymore. No. Right now, right now, they're just. Ugh. You could wear though. No, I would never. That would scripted never. font jersey. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me Pittsburgh. I thought you were going to tell me to wear a Cubs. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the full getup today to fuck with you. Yeah, I the best team in baseball. I knew it soon as soon as I walked in. I knew it. Um, anyway, Garfield. Yes. Uh, not friendship. No, not so. Not East Liberty. Not Bloomfield. No, it's the only one that exists on the other side of Penn. Garfield is on the side of Penn that SPAC is on. Yeah. You cross the street, you either go into Bloomfield 
friendship. And I mean, eventually East Liberty is like down the way. Right. Like once you get past there, and, and by down it. the way, it's like a block. Yeah, like, it's not that far. Yeah, I mean, I could walk to Target right in, in five minutes, which is, I guess, like a gentrification thing, but whatever. Um, yeah, no, it's great. They're starting to do art all night again. That's gonna be awesome. I missed the one that they had this month. Um, I just had other things. Or that... Art at night. Isn't that or what it not, is? I'm sorry, not art all night. Um, what, I know what you're talking about. It's like first Fridays first or Fridays. something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 first Friday. Yeah, so they started doing that again. And it was cool to see people out, but also it gave me severe anxiety oh, because no. I was like, oh, these are this is a lot of people. This is a lot of yeah, people. I haven't Jesus. seen this many. But then I went to a Pirates game and I'm fine. So Yeah, understandable. Yeah. It's it bothers you till it's the thing that you desperately wanted exactly. to do, and then you're like, Yeah, exactly. I'll suck it up and deal with and it. And here's the here's the funny thing is like if I was in some sort of coma or vegetative state for two years and I came back out and I was completely fine and I was like, Man, I want to go to a baseball game and you took me to a baseball game and it was a pirates game, I wouldn't have known that there was a pandemic for a year and a half, two years. Well, I mean it's still ongoing, but you know, like the crushing portion of it where everything ground to a halt i never would have known there was like it was a regular mid-season pirates game mid-season pirates game with like a thousand people there. i was gonna say meaning nobody is in the stands. meaning nobody yeah. is there you can literally literally so we went and i accidentally put us in the wrong seats which i seem to do a lot and then um someone's like hey those aren't your seats and the guy was like you know had his kids and stuff and we're like in the middle of the aisle and he's like, where are you supposed to sit? We're like, right there. And he's like, okay, we'll sit here. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> a, was... <laughs> I never understand when people get so bent about shit like that. It's just like, you look around. This morning, somebody said to me, they they came up to me, and they were like, hey, uh, did it rain here? And I'm looking around, and the ground is very wet and saturated. And it's like, it fucking looks like it rained, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it did. The ground's not just sweating. Yeah, sorry. Like what did that have doing, to do with the seats? Just people doing like asking ridiculous questions and doing ridiculous things. It, maybe it didn't have anything to do. I'm okay. still I'm still holding on to that one from this morning. I haven't let it go. Oh, okay, I understand. I, I guess. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck. That yeah, dude. it rained, idiot. Look, the ground's wet. Yeah, he was. But yeah, so the people that try and tell you to get in the right seats when there's. Literally nobody else in the entire fucking row, section, whatever. And it's what does it matter? Yeah. It does not matter. Yeah. Um, I mowed grass as an adult for the first time today. How was that? You got a yard. I have a yard. What? I have two yards. I have a front and a backyard. Congratulations. Uh, it's kind of like... So nice you mowed them twice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But like as I'm mowing, I'm like hearing my dad in the back of my head. Miss a spot, do it again. No, no, no. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> See, what unpacked thing did mowing <laughs> grass unlock? <laughs> yeah, the vibration of the handles just kind of like yeah. shook you to the core, and you were like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're just crying on the couch. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. I, I was always, like, super meticulous with mowing the grass, though. I will say that was, like, the one thing I hated doing it, but whenever I did it, I took a solid hour and a half to mow the tiniest, smallest yard that you will ever see in in front of a house. It couldn't have been bigger than the room that we're in. 
and I would mow, sometimes I would mow vertical lines and sometimes I would mow diagonal lines. And sometimes I would try and do like the weird fucking thing that you draw on the notebook paper when you're bored in math class. Like I would do that. And my mom would never understand. She's like, what takes you so long to do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, creative outlet, uh, maybe. I'm just, I'm letting you know that um, I'm now on track for our retirement goal of being the groundskeepers at BNC Park. Dude, I would love <laughs> to do that. I went on a, I went on a tour there once. I did. I didn't have anything else to do, and they were, they were bringing people in. And it was like super cheap, dirt mm-hmm. cheap, and so I was walking past, went in for the tour. Went around, did the whole thing. They take us down on the field, and they point to this door out in right field. They're like, do you know what that is? And I was like, no. Well, everybody was like, no, you know, what is that? They're like, that's where the groundskeeper stays during the season. So he lives in there, and he just comes out here and takes care of, you know, the field, maintains the turf and everything. And immediately my first thought was, holy shit, I can come out of there butt naked with coffee. Nobody would see me. And I can just stand there in like that, you know, triumphant dad pose where it's just like you look really proud of the grass yeah. that you just mowed. And it's yeah. like, God damn, I put some good lines in there. <laughs> look at that. P's yeah, edges are look so at that, good. That gothic font looks really good. But I mean, that's that's we talked about this. This was our oh, dream sure. retirement goal. And we just Absolutely. play shitty pop punk records in there all Dude. summer. That would be incredible. There would be so many people would be walking past and be like, what is that noise? Yeah. It's emotion. It's emotion. <laughs> it's emo music. <laughs> it's the early 2000s. <laughs> Face down, please, again and again and again. Why are they crying so much? Yeah. That's how we water the field with tears. It's with tears. Yeah. Oh, my God. From tears from the music and tears from the how bad the pirates are. Yes. We would have a well-watered lawn. From the music, the how bad the pirates are, That's living incredible. out a, a lifetime dream. Uh, what else would make me cry? Really emotional TV shows. Andrew McCutcheon walking through the building and just giving you a nod. Man, they showed a highlight yeah. from the Phillies game when we were at PNC Park. And it was just like an inning break to show you what's going on in the in the majors and he hit a three run home run and I just sat there and watched. And I was like, I, I miss you so much. You, you don't even know. <laughs> I, I just, I miss you. But at the same time, I felt this sense of, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I'm so glad to see you doing good. Yeah. You know, I'm just so glad that you right. flourished. And you, right. I mean, you I mean, know, 90% at, of them that have left have flourished. Yeah. I mean, he was at his peak when he was here. Right. But just to see that he's still out there doing, you know, well. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I wish you so well. I just, I, I love you so much. And <laughs> then I snapped back into it. And I was like, great. This game. Actually, it was a good game that I went to. They won. They're, they're interesting this year. They remind That's me a lot of like, put it. like early McCutcheon Walker days where they got a couple of guys mm-hmm. that don't know they're supposed to suck that are really just putting in an oh effort. Oh, God, man. I don't know what to do with Mitch Keller. I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, he developed too fast, didn't he? Too fast, too furious. And me. he also missed third. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> Key Brian Hayes missed first. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, That's right. That That's was right. another rookie that made a yeah. rookie mistake. Well, Keller's not a rookie, but. That makes it even worse. Yeah. Shit. Let's talk about these shoes. 
Oh, these are my beaters. Had I known this was going to be a segment, well, I would have I I worn you know, some fun things. You and I are, are shoe people, so... But, like, these are not, I mean, they're beaters to you, but they're, you know, pretty expensive shoes to other people. Yeah, they yeah they can be. I mean, they're just, they're, so they're canvas converse, mm-hmm. and they're just Chuck Taylor Lowe's, but they're, so they have this uh, line that is, they do a Chuck 70 is what they call it, I believe. Okay. And that has, it has, like, a, a more robust uh, midsole, like, rubber portion and they do a lot of fun things with them that's where you see like a lot of like artist and brand collaborations right this and that and they have so much more support than regular chucks Mm. and um i'm not usually a chuck taylor person i was the van punk right so i was never i was never the chucks kind of kind of dude and then like i dipped my toes in the water once maybe twice and i was like okay functional i i can yeah these ones these ones will do and uh, so, yeah, these are my my one and only pair. Okay. And yeah, I enjoy them, but I'm still Vans for life. Okay. So, uh, what do you think you have more of, shoes or hats? Definitely shoes. Definitely shoes. Hundred percent. Really? Yes. How by how much more? Like, give Le- us numbers leaps and bounds. Give us digits. At least two dozen. You have two dozen pairs of shoes. I have more than two dozen pairs of shoes. I'm, I'm trying to do ma- the, you know I'm not gap, a math guy. The gap is is a, probably about two dozen. So you have twenty four plus. I can pairs see. Of I shoes. can see the. I can see the, <laughs> the look on your face. Like it's. Like, it's like the. Fucker. It's like the lady. Like the lady meme with like the mathematical thing. Yeah. I, like in post, I hope you put that up there. Yeah. It's like you know. <laughs> yeah. You just see your face doing like a whole bunch of weird like calculations. And yeah. It's like I don't know. How many that is? So you have twenty four. Twenty four pairs of shoes. No, I have more than that. But okay, now I'm thinking that's not what this is about. Well, hang on, because it is. Because um, we have the same addiction. Yes. Hats and shoes. Yes. And uh, well, and clothes in general. <laughs> um, yes. But okay, so shoes. Spending money in a very uh, <laughs> not dumb, well advised, so dumb, yeah. so dumb, it's really awful. Okay, so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I bet I have twenty pairs of shoes. Yeah, I mean they add up quick. You you don't realize. Do you count it, but... my climbing shoes? <laughs> yeah. All right, twenty one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Blackjack. Um, no, I mean they just they add up super quick, and you don't really expect it, and then. Whenever I was putting them away, whenever we moved, the, I'm putting yep. them, I'm putting them above, and like I know that they take up a lot of room in my car. Whenever I'm moving them, typically one of one trip from like old place to new place, whenever I move, has always been an entire carload full of shoes, of shoes. and shoe boxes. Yep, because I'm an idiot and I keep the shoe boxes. I don't think you're an idiot anymore. Well, for some of them it's necessary, but for other ones it's like. I don't really need that. I can just throw all of these vans in a pile. I moved a whole like large box full of electronics in their original boxes. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that is a nightmare. I mean, they transported correctly. Yeah, but Oh God. I know. It just makes me feel like I worked at Best Buy again. I know. Well, you know, um, so over 24 pairs of shoes. And actually I think before we moved, I definitely had more than 24 pairs of shoes because I was, 
not throwing any of them away because it was the pandemic. And I definitely added like six pairs of shoes over that time. Yeah. See, that's the funny thing I did too. Like I added a lot of shoes and I never left the house. Right. Did not leave the house, right. but I felt that it was necessary for me to buy these shoes. And it's like one day I will wear these. Well, actually I liked, so I bought, uh, whatever these Air Max are, they're not nineties or anything cool. They're just they're like cozy. They're cozy. They're like Deke has a street, street slippers. Yeah. And I always liked the look at those, and these kind of reminded me of them. Oh, and I was like, slippers. I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I uh, I bought three pairs of these in different colors, and I just wore them in the house and was very excited about it. See, that's the thing that I, I am a big proponent for is where, like, if you if you like a shoe, yeah, or just anything in general, and it comes in multiple variations, get them, buy them all, buy all of them. I love that. Yeah. Because then you'll get sick of one color, and it's like, you know what? I'm not a forest green person anymore. I think that I'm more of a burgundy person. So Shut that's the why fuck I, up. I that wasn't nice. That was a personal attack on my fucking color palette. No, I'm just <laughs> saying. No, I'm just saying that like I. So today I feel like a burgundy person. Yeah. And yesterday I had on green shorts. I feel like Steve Carell in the Four Year Old Virgin. It's like, and now I am going to paint your shorts. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. me. So the moral of the story. Listen, are you are you online shopping? Will are you, you listen to this right now? Are you online shopping and you're a virgin? Do you are you <laughs> and you're a virgin? Do you have your cart full of shit? Buy it. Buy it. Buy it all. Buy it all. Do it. Do it. We give you permission. Spend it. Retail therapy is real therapy. Your mom will never know. My mom knows. Yeah, my mom. My, she feels too. it yeah, every time. Sure. I, uh, anytime I buy something expensive, she feels it. Yeah. She's like, Ugh, idiot. <laughs> whenever I, whenever I still lived at home and I actually had like my own like, you know, dispensable income, I would bring stuff home, whether it be shoes or clothes or you know this and that. And the first time that I'd wear them, if my mom was home, she like. Oh, when did you get that? Is that new? Yes. I was like, uh, yes. No, I've ha I've had these for like a few months. That's I, a fucking lie. Yeah. No, she knew every time, but it just, I couldn't tell her that. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, this is my fourth pair of shoes. This is my nineteenth <laughs> pair of jeans that I've purchased. Why do I need that many pairs of jeans? You know what the fucked up thing is? What I went from being like this. I used to have tons. Of, I was like, I need to have so many different pairs of jeans. I need these jeans for this. I need these ones. I need these ones because they have different holes in them. I need this pair because they look different and they fit really great. And I would just pick and pick and pick and I would have a different pair for every day. And then I went through that whole denim phase where <laughs> yes, you wear the, your same, denim face you wear the same fucking heavy pair of jeans that have the same consistency as cardboard. You wear those for seven months straight through an entire hot, sweaty summer riding my bike. And I couldn't tell you how many farts and like how much like ass yeah. sweat I've put into those things. And you know what my solution was? Ah, I'll just throw them in a Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer overnight. That'll that'll freshen them up. So I'm surprised I didn't get like a staph infection or <laughs> any sort of I don't know what you get from from that. I I don't know. That's incredible. Hep C. Do you get that from like I, crabs I at least? Crabs, crabs well, at no, least. Well, no, like I wasn't like blowing you know stds into or what are they s s i don't know sexually transmitted disease no there's something else STD. Now. no 
No. D, D is for disease. Yeah. But there's something else now. Sexually sexually transmit STIs. They're Subarus now. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> they're STIs. They're, they're sexually transmitted infections, not diseases oh. anymore. Yes. I guess that is an important, you know, like crabs can be cured. Yeah. Or AIDS like the can't. or like the DL is now the IL. It's not the disabled oh. list anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah, they changed it because disabilities and you know ah, yes so it was kind of the terminology didn't quite fit for the the time that we live in like the meaning has taken on different uh well yeah the word context. Take, the yeah different context thank right. you right so yeah they changed it up to the injured list what's what is the brand that you have the most pairs of shoes of vans 100 percent. so we were in the van store two days ago and I was like, I kept picking them up and I'm like, man, these are cool, man. These are cool. Like these would be really cool. And then I just think about how much my feet are going to hurt wearing Vans. Oh, no doubt that. I mean, I can't wear them for like, I can't go for a run or whatever, but casual walking, they're still fine. They're, they're good. <laughs> still not that great. Was still not good. It's still, still not, not good. good. I tried to still not good. I like, I like, yeah, the like, surprise element of it. Like if it's a surprise burp, it'll be better. See, I can't be put on the spot. I'm going to go home and I'm just going to just like fart and burp at yeah. the same time. And it's yeah. just going to be Manly disgusting shit. and good. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I did when I was mowing the grass, fart and burp. Yeah, exactly. I, a, I didn't actually have a dip in. I had a cold you. brewski in the cup holder. I thought about it. Tra- you should get a tractor. <laughs> A, a riding tractor. You should get a riding tractor. This hill, John Deere. Like we need fucking grave digger to cut the grass. Seven, seventeen horsepower. Get one. Wrap chains around the tires. That was um. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, do you know what? How? So like, I once heard this thing that being an adult, the only difference between being an adult and a kid is that when you walk in the rain, your shoes don't get wet. Because like you're a kid, you're just like walking through puddles and like you just don't give a shit. And then like. I don't think that I ever went through that. I was so much of a, uh, I was a little bitch. <laughs> I was a little bitch. I was scared of everything whenever I was a kid. And I, uh, yeah, I didn't want to jump in the puddles cause I would get wet. And okay. so I was very particular. Um, but the only difference between mowing the grass as an adult and mowing the grass as a, uh, a kid is that you realize that it is a precision tool, not a machete. Yes. And you just don't run over everything. And like, you kind of like, as I was mowing, I was like, why did my parents let me do this? Like, this is borderline dangerous. Yeah. Also, you kind of get to, you get like a badge of honor with, you know, the grass stains that you get on your shoes. Yeah, it's no longer like a bad thing. It's like, you know what? I put in some some good hard work in those shoes. Look at that. So look at how green those things are. I did that. So I held up a pair of Air Monarchs yeah. at DSW and I was like, probably gonna have to buy these. Yeah. Like <laughs> just to get grass stains these on are, them. These are gonna stain well. Yeah, yeah. these will stain great. Can't wait to get these things green. But I kept um so I, I would got rid of a bunch of shoes in the move, but I kept uh just because I just refused to get rid of them, a pair of Air Janowski twos. Which I love that shoe, but you can't find them anywhere now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but they have like a hole in them and they're all fucked up. So I uh, I decided to keep those as my, my, I am the flyest fucking mower ever. Dude, I, I hear you 100%. I still have, I still have shoes that I probably shouldn't keep. Yeah. I have, 
I used uh, this pair of Vans slip-ons for a door stop at my place in Northside because the door. That's so so sad. there was like a door to the. Uh, well, you you've been there. Yeah. There was a, the door to the fire escape, right. and it wouldn't stay open. So I would just jam a shoe in there, nice. and that's how I would leave it open. So yeah, it, it worked really well. And it doesn't really retain the same shape that a shoe should have. Odd. Because jammed just, in a door. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I still wear them. <laughs> Whatever. Because here's the thing: is like they were they were super. Yeah, still wear them. They were. I don't know why I did that because they were probably one of my favorite and most comfortable pairs of Vans that oh, I had. No. And just because I had fucked them up, so like they were like dirty and this and that. And then one day I was like, I'm gonna clean these. And then I cleaned yeah. them, and I was like, Wow, they actually got clean. And it's like, I wish I wouldn't use this as a doorstop for a solid year. Yep, understandable. Uh, can we talk about hats for a second? Yeah, we can talk about hats. Okay. So my friend sent me a message. He was like. Do you, how efficient are you in new era? And I'm like, pretty fucking efficient. Thank oh, yeah. you for asking. Um, and it was like, so I'll describe it to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But it was trucker hat, snapback, foam top, foam bill. So it's a party hat. Party hat, for sure. Yeah. Is that the is that the model name of it? I have no okay. idea. I'm just saying that just sounds like. You need some sort of protection for whenever you fall. It's all foam. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah, you're going down. Um, But it sent me into the new era, like, because I found the hat immediately. It's still in rotation. They still use it on, like, cheap PacSun hats that are, like, screen printed on the front because you you don't want to stitch anything. Yeah. Whatever. And um, so I found it, like, immediately, and I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I went into the new era because he wanted a blank one. I went into the New Era archives in an attempt to fucking find a blank one. Yeah. And, like, just got down this fucking rabbit hole of, like, forgot even why it was there. And just, yeah. like, sifting through all the New Era. And, like, oh, I remember I had a hat like this. What's your favorite hat brand? Pro- I mean, probably New Era. As I get older, I-, I find myself just being a traditional baseball cap kind of guy. I mean, I used to like, oh God, going back to like high school, whenever, whenever I was very much so into early 2000s hip hop, which I still am, but I was living it, you mm-hmm. know, um, and throwback jerseys and throwback hats and, you know, throwback everything. Mitchell and Ness. Yes. Yes. And man, I couldn't tell you how many old hats I had from teams that i didn't give two fucks about Mm -hmm. like i had this white Sox hat and it was burgundy and it had oh no excuse me it was it was whenever they had the red white and blue uniforms and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it had that was probably one of my favorite hats i had i had a pirates one that uh it was black and had like uh like yellow piping like at all of the the different uh panel points and then it had their older pirates logo that um well they do it now but whenever they did like the uh the full arcing pirates uh, mm. across the the mm-hmm. yellow jerseys um those ones i remember from whenever i was a kid those were those were big ones i also had this 
I don't know why I had this. I had a white Phillies hat. I had this like all white hat and it had like this little Phillies P. I was like, I don't even fuck with the Phillies. Like, why do I have like why did we I have that? We all had the all white hat at some point. Mine was Penn State. And it just doesn't make any sense. I was like, that was such a bad look for me. Why? 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 We did all I do had that? the all white hat. That's a sin that we can all take in together. Yeah. And then I and then I went through a phase where um yeah, you know whenever you tell your mom it's not a phase? Yeah. It's definitely a phase. It's for sure a phase. I went through uh went through this part where I had I had to have like it was only pirates hats. And if I saw anybody wearing anything else, it would make me angry. There was probably a lot of shit that like I didn't address as a kid that I probably should have addressed that I was getting like visibly angry at the fact that like if I saw somebody that wasn't wearing like a pirate's hat at a pirate game, I'm like What's wrong with you? Okay, so if uh, not a phase that I live that life right now. Yeah, I always give people the side eyes. Like, I guess my like this is like, why are you wearing a Steelers jersey to a Pirates game kind yes. of thing? It's like yes, ah, I don't really get. Yes, that. I have to have that thing for that event. Yeah, absolutely. I have to have that thing for that event, and like have to have. So right now, I uh like I'm literally going through this battle in my head, of um. So I only have one Bucks hat, Milwaukee Bucks hat. Okay. And I only have one jersey, one shirt, and a hoodie. That is not enough. Well, I mean, it's a good thing you don't live in Milwaukee. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. If I lived in Milwaukee, it would be a different story. Oh, for sure. But, like, all I have available to me is, like, NBA shop. Yeah. Because, like, Fanatics and all that stuff, it's all the same now. And, like... A lot of the stuff that's on there, I'm just like, I don't like any of this, any of this. And then trying to find vintage buck stuff, not in Milwaukee, borderline impossible. Oh, yeah. And just like going through this like impulse buy, like hold back of buying buck stuff and like a second jersey and another shirt and a shirt that doesn't have a person on, you know, like all that. It is all very... Very expensive, wildly expensive. When you start looking for things that are no longer available, yeah. I tried that. I guess I'm going to circle back to answer your original question about favorite hat. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2013 postseason hat, yes, for the Pirates, yes, absolute favorite hat, yeah. And I bought that, still have it, still yep. wear it, and it is so gross. And um, the patch on the side. That was one. I mean, it represents a lot as yep. you know, like a baseball fan, Pirates fan. It um, it's definitely like an important hat. So that one is probably the favorite one that I own. However, the one that I missed out on, and I did it out of spite because I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not buying this hat." Was a 2014 postseason hat. Mm. That one was the last time that they put a stitched patch on the side. They went to a heat press, yes. plastic one in 2015. That's, what my, that's my Cubs World Series one is heat press. Yeah, and yep. I bought when I bought that. I wore it maybe like twice, you know, fold it back up, you know, to put it back in the stack, and I think that it started peeling off, and I was like, "You'd be fucking kidding me!" And then I immediately thought back to the 2014 hat. I was like, "I need that," and couldn't find it anywhere. Still haven't found it. No idea where it's at. If anybody knows where seven and three aces in that hat, I will pay handsomely for it. Seven and three eights. Seven brother. and three eights. Actually, I don't think am I? Yeah. Yeah. Same. 
Yeah. Actually, my Cubs hat, my World Series hat, is uh, is seven and a half. Damn. Because I had short hair. Yeah. Because I was working at an agency and they made me keep my hair short. That'll yeah, that's a that's a battle that I have too. Some of my hats, I bought them whenever I had like bushier hair. Yep. And I'm just like, man, this doesn't fit like I wanted to. Yeah, but I'll be buried in that fucking Cubs hat, don't. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish that I could be buried in a Pirates hat that said World Series champion. But <laughs> in a time you were living, it's not gonna happen. They're gonna have to like exhume my body, and they're gonna have to like put yeah. it on me yeah. as. A skeleton, you know, like a fully decomposed skeleton as opposed to like the fleshy one. that. But I like they, they lower the hat down on your head very gently. And then like your bottom draw just like drops into a smile. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. We're here. Uh, we did it. Be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I had somewhere to. Oh, my other impulse buy right now. And, and this is kind of uh, an indictment on Nike. So Nike now, all the jerseys they do, they have the city edition. For basketball. And now baseball. Oh, they do city ones for baseball. Those are those Wrigleyville jerseys that are making the the rounds right now. I haven't seen those. Oh, let me tell you what. Uh, They are dark blue with a light blue. No Cubs blue in it anywhere. And it says Wrigleyville across it. And I had one in my cart, but my hat side was was sold out. And I'm like, well, I can't have one in the other. You idiot. I'm so dumb. Shame. Because guess what? Shame on you. Guess what came back into stock like two days later? The hat. The hat. And guess what's out of stock now? The jersey. But I bought the hat. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Also, sorry to my wife. Damn. Yeah. How many hats do you think you have? I, I You know, I... Not as many as I used to. I, have a, I used to have like a ton of different hats. I was like, oh, wow, I need... Same thing with like fucking mm-hmm. jeans. Wow, I need nine hundred different color variations. And yeah. I need this pattern. I need every single yeah. camo that has ever been made. Swiss, yeah. German, you know, Mossio, real tree. Yeah, I yeah need let's it go. All. I don't know if that's like the Beaver County in me that's like you got to have it all. It's okay. All of the camo. It's you okay. Need it. Yeah. So I used to to collect those, and um, I wear the same three hats. I wear this Dodgers hat. I have a pirate hat that I wear, and then I have this like black uh, supreme hat that I wear. That's Gore-Tex. Mm. So when it, that's my that's whenever it's raining. It's raining hat. When it's raining, I wear <laughs> that to shield my dome, and it still works. It's a few years old, still works. I think uh, this is this is the hat I got at the beginning of the year for the Cubs with because majestic. Yeah, and these were all like two dollars. So, um, man, I wish I would have grabbed more majestic gear. I know. I, I know. I already miss it. I bought this, and then I went to go back to get more, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're gone." What's gonna happen to Majestic? I feel like that, like that's like if like Andy's mints like parted ways with Olive Garden. It's like who the fuck is buying Andy's <laughs> mints? Like who's buying who's buying Majestic gear? Like nobody is buying that. <laughs> oh shit! What if Andy's mints parted ways with Olive Garden? Yeah, I did the math on that once. You know how you know how many fucking mints they go through just to Olive Garden. We already established I'm not a math guy. I'm going to break it down for you. Real Please quick. do. <laughs> okay. So on okay. average, you have people that go there for dates and you have family events or like friends. Typically, you have people in parties of two, parties of four. Obviously, there's more. Sometimes there's sad people that go there by themselves. Me, sometimes I have. Um, 
but your average is three. We'll we'll say. And so I took that, found out how many restaurants they had in the U.S., found out their hours of operation, how many customers they see per day, or like how many yeah, tables. Yeah. And then you have to take that and multiply it. I had a lot more time to go through yes, this whenever, yeah. but like you do that and they buy a lot of mints. They go through a lot of Andy's huh. mints. So I could imagine like if they didn't have that contract, it's like, what the fuck would they be doing? There's no way that you're just like, people are going into Rite Aid and buying out the shelves of Andy's mints. I don't even think you can buy them. I'm like, have I ever seen them on a shelf somewhere? Yeah, they're out there, but they're in like these little tiny, like rectangular packs. And like, they're not, you know, I mean, you can get bigger bags of them, but they're never, you know, I, I just can't foresee a situation where they're like, wow, our profits are still holding steady. Even after that bitch Olive Garden <laughs> stopped, you know, serving us and, you know, gave out Reese's cups or whatever. We ate at a restaurant called Bulldogs and uh, we got it to go. And they just threw dum-dums in there. And I was like, oh, my God, a dum-dum. Like Did I, you go to – it was in uh, Morningside? I don't know where it is, to be honest. Anastasia picked it up. but Interesting. They It was like, you know, bar food. They had a decent Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, the fucking dum-dums were just in the bag. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I like this. Those are like bank lollipops. That's all dum-dums are to me. My mom worked in a bank whenever I was younger. Bank lollipops are not dum-dums. Oh, uh, see. Bank lollipops have the, um, they're the ring, and uh, they're, like, super soft. You went to a shitty bank. Well, yeah, I went to fucking First National. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, well, they... Or National City, that was what it was. Well, there National you go. City. Are they still around? No, PNC bought them. Yeah, <laughs> well, the bank that my mom worked at isn't around either. They've changed, like, four times. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, but they had really great lollipops, or at least I thought they were really great, and I was the gross motherfucker that would get the butterscotch one. I don't think that's gross. Nobody else would eat those ones. And I remember that my sister would be upset because the butterscotch ones had such a pungent smell. Yeah. They were the only ones that like when you're eating it, you let people know that you're eating. It's like, you know, when you eat garlic and Sponge that shit Bob, is like the garlic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like garlic. Exactly. And it comes it's out like of his mouth. Butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just that. And I mean, they're delicious and I still eat them. And every time that I grab one, I feel the person working at the bank judging me. And they're like, nobody buys those. Nobody or nobody takes those ones. Everybody takes like the cherry or like whatever your boring ass fruit is. Is is that the weirdest like fake flavor that you like is butterscotch? Mm, uh I like fake grape. I think that fake watermelon is the the biggest lie that there is in in candy. I think I think watermelon flavor anything yeah. is an absolute just bold face lie. Like okay. watermelon does not taste like that. Watermelon doesn't taste really much like anything. Like it has like a little bit of taste. Like watermelon is the the LaCroix of fruit. It is the way that I look at it. That's offensive to watermelon. It, well, yeah, it's I mean it's good, like it's refreshing, but it just doesn't really have like a lot of like flavor to it. I'm like trying to tell you why you're <laughs> wrong, but I also can't like you can't describe the taste of watermelon. I feel like I'm the guy, like the guy at the table meme, and it's like, tell me or like whatever. Change my mind. Yeah, yeah, change my mind. Watermelon has no taste. Change my mind. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but then I also have like very specific ones where it's like, 
I hate banana flavored anything. Uh huh. Except banana runts. Yeah, well, banana that's runs the exception are to prove the, the exception rule. to the rule, and that's it. And they don't even taste like banana. I don't know what the fuck they taste like. They just taste Artificial good. Sugar. Yeah, they just taste like banana runs. And then, because I just really am a glutton for punishment, I really like to just like make myself feel awful. I would say probably like once, once an Olympic turn, maybe like <laughs> once every four years, I'll get this like weird summer winter yeah i mean it, it really depends sometimes, okay. sometimes it can be like summer and then i'll get it again like the following winter one. So oh sure okay I so never, two year all right whatever two every two to anyway, four years what like, the fuck is it circus peanuts here's oh, the thing just wait just wait here's what i'll do oh. i'll go and i'll go into the store i'm like man i just like i want to like i want a circus peanut and i very much so literally mean a circus peanut. <laughs> Thankfully, a peanut. They are a dollar because yeah. I already know what I'm getting myself into. I'm like, I like, I want a circus peanut. Like, I I do like the texture of them, but then I go to eat the circus peanut, and I paid for a bag of however many you get in there twenty, thirty because nobody fucking likes them. They can make them all day and jam the bags full, and I go to eat it. And I take that first bite that may be like a quarter of that one circus peanut. Immediately regret it. Oh my God. Immediately regret it. Throw away the rest of the peanuts. I I just like toss them in the garbage. Like this is disgusting. Why did I do that? And I do it to myself continuously. For every four years. Every two to four years. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm probably due. <laughs> I'm probably due for one. Is there uh, anything you wanted to discuss today? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? So because it's, I mean, we're kind of past the point where it's getting nice. Yeah. We've, it's, it is we've nice. Set, we've settled into that. Yeah. It is, yes, it is nice currently. Second winter is not coming back. No, no, no. No, no that, we're past That's it. typically in May. That's, yes. Or it's usually like opening day for the Pirates. Yes. I, Whatever opening day is, it will be fucking I've freezing. I've been to more snowing opening days for baseball than I have non-snowing days. Yeah. And that is weird mm -hmm. that's a whole nother tangent but when it gets nice there's that first nice day everybody has that first nice day where they decide you know what my car is done smelling like cheese sticks and farts <laughs> that i've been storing in here yeah for the entire winter yeah i'm gonna put these windows down and yes. i'm gonna air this bitch out yes you put the windows down uh-huh and as a pop punk kid yeah pop punk pop yeah punk, yeah yeah. As one of those, there's only one album that you put on. What? Okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish that. Go, okay, go ahead. No, go. No, you. I don't. Uh, finish go. your fucking. Finish the bit, Greg. Okay. Okay, God. <laughs> there's one album that you put on, and it's Cartel Chroma. So. that That is the sound of weather breaking and the windows being put down. Specifically Lucky Street. Okay. Specifically Lucky Street. And I am now well out of my angsty years, but I do that every single year. There is one day that I decide very like I'm just like hardlined on I'm like, this is it. This is the day. All the windows go down. And then I I mean I it used to be push the CD in. Right. But now it's scroll to find and it plays 
You even you fucked up. You, you went scroll like it was an iPod, not yeah, scroll. Yeah, God, God, I'm old. Nerd. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Uh, so AGD fans are racking their brains right now going like, where the fuck did I hear that for? Uh, that is because his former roommate, Brian Howe, would have said that that album was underrated. It is. It very much so is. Yes. And I'm glad that uh, Brian agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm really sad if, if Sykes, Brian, whatever anybody knows him by, if he's listening right now, Brian, if you're listening right now, I'm really sad that we never listened to that together in the house. <sighs> because that would have been great. That would have been great. It would have. That is sad. Um, I think mine changes with the years. Okay. I think for about, f- what is five years considered? Half a decade. It yeah. was rise or die trying. That, yeah, that is a, that is a good choice. That is a really good choice. And then after that, um, life's not out to get you neck deep. Mm-hmm. would be another one that I would have dug into. Before that, though, oh, like when you're a teenager, because that's where the, that ritual begins. Yes. And that's probably why the pick of the album for you. Yes. My teenage version of it is probably, not that it did, like it, Make Yourself by Incubus is the correct answer every time for me. I know that's not that, pop that punk, make, but... That makes sense, though. I, I can see that being like, a, yeah, summer's summer's about to start. Like, shit's about to get real kind of... Yeah, because yeah. Nowhere Fast or Privilege, I can't ever remember which one's first, is like... And then it kicks hard on the guitar, yeah. and that's like, it's over. See, I'm never like... That's the thing. I was like, I can never tell you the name of the song. I can never... Especially once you get into like like uh like emo music and shit like that and like whenever under oath was like yeah let's just name these songs or like them or like uh Chiodos yeah, some, or whatever yeah. like any of those bands are like yeah let's just name these songs something really fucking weird it's like hey danny ate the popsicle and i told him not to eat the popsicle the waffles are done cue breakdown <laughs> yeah it's just like cue breakdown of, is in parentheses yeah, That's, none yeah. Of that, none of that shit makes sense yeah none no, of it no, no, and no. Yeah, I kind of miss that, but also at the same time, that's why I never remember anything about you know albums. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that is that is the one that it washes away the winter blues, and it makes me feel alive for however long that album goes on. <laughs> yeah, I think right now the song is Voldemort for me. Uh, I can't even remember what the name of the band is. I just know that not the the name is Voldemort and uh, there's definitely like, if you've been following my Instagram stories, like you've heard that fucking song. It's, it's like the, I remember the first night that she said, nah, 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 nah. that sounds very starting line. It, it is. It's starting line. Like it is pop punk through and through, but it's fucking brilliant. Like it is perfectly written pop punk. I trust you. And I'm, none, I'm going to I'm going to investigate that further. Okay, and none like none of the rest of their music sounds like that. Which is <laughs> the I mean, worst. That, I hate whenever bands do that. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you have a really good thing with this with X sound. Yep. And then they just completely You know what kind of like this is the part that would piss me off. Hmm. So Armor for Sleep. 
They, oh, no. they are the best 10 second band I've ever heard in my life. Oh, because pontificate upon this. Their songs start out so well. They like they can start their songs in such a, a powerful manner. Of course, this is speaking in the lanes of like emo pop punk kind of stuff, you know, like whatever. Um, so I, I don't want anybody to be like, oh, my God, he thinks that's the best band. No, it's just, you know, speaking on them in a vacuum. Um but their songs, they always kick so hard whenever mm. whenever they come in. Like whenever they start, I'm like, yeah, this is really great. And then the dude starts to sing, and then it goes into like this like more mundane kind Melodic. of guitar. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, why would you do that? Why would you get me hyped up? Why would you <laughs> yeah. like I'm I'm ready to to go and and now you're talking about just driving into you know you're in a car underwater or whatever the the analogy was yeah it's always a car underwater yeah yeah i'm yeah. sad i'm sad um did you have anything else you want to talk about i have one last thing after where we've exhausted any of your i have things you wanted to complain about oh no <laughs> oh boy i didn't mean to oh, send boy. you down a rabbit hole Oh boy, is this gonna be a four-part episode? Yeah, it could yeah, be. I mean, it's already been an hour. I'm getting up there. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of I shit to complain shit about. To Hell yeah. Um. Oh, kind of real quick, just to yeah. get back onto like you said, uh, your current favorite song. So yeah. I'm gonna take a hard right. Okay. Right out of the pop punk lane, and I'm going to e break it into uh mainstream hip hop. So you and, Tokyo drift it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like down the entire fucking like spiral parking garage downtown. <laughs> and um seeing green. Okay. Nicki Minaj. Can Lil, never go Lil wrong. Lil Wayne and Drake. I do not care for Lil Wayne whatsoever. Nicki's very talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everybody likes. Everybody Drake. likes you, Drake. You Shut like, the fuck even, up. Yeah, even if they say they don't, you're lying. We know you listen to it by yourself. <laughs> I've cried to that many a times. I mean, he's like he's like the emo hip hop, you know, or like yeah. before it even started. Like he he was the the originator, and now you actually have like emo hip hop right. and and shit like that. But anyways, yeah, that song, song of 2021, hands down. Okay, guaranteed. Is it better than Truffle Butter? It slaps as the kids would say but truffle butter listen this song I, i'm gonna let you listen to this well hang so uh we're doing every guest on agd gets to pick a song for a guest version of agd radio so that can be yours oh i don't want to throw i don't want to throw no? like way out of left field yeah that would just be like i don't think you understand like brian started it off with like some death metal like german group Okay. So yeah. like literally the spectrum is blown wide open. Okay, then I'm going yeah, we'll go we'll go with that. I'm telling you, this was the first time that I felt invigorated okay. by by hip hop. Oh. Like recent hip hop. I was okay. like, "Whoa, this is fucking good." The beat's solid and it's just, like it's more of a mixtape, the uh -huh. the album that she has. And it has more of like a early two thousand sound, which yep. me whenever I was really into hats and like long t shirts. White hats. Like a, yeah, like the whole nine yards. Um yeah. So it is a phenomenal song and the rest of the mixtape is really good, really nostalgic. Um I would definitely give it a listen. I okay. don't know that me personally I can just really bang that out on Pen Ave whenever I mean, there's a lot of like female forward lyrics which is good like yeah rap about that please you know like 
take, you know, hold power to that. Um, but I just don't want to, you know, I can't really like sing along to, I, I just, I can't actively. I know, understand. Yeah. Participate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause it's just, I, I can't live that. I can't live that life, you know? Um, but yeah, the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about yeah, is cause I'm just gonna, like, I just want to get nostalgic. That's okay. All, that's all it is. Okay. See, I'm not, I don't want to like be mad just yet. Okay. I, I, this is, this is more of like a, a nostalgia episode, right. I think. All right. We talked about baseball yeah. and shoes yeah. and hats. When we were friends. And we, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. What's your nostalgia so, thing? So there's a there's a couple shows. What is what is um what is what is your most memorable show that you've ever gone to see? What what just oh, made concert. you? I was like Rugrats. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Uh, hey Arnold, maybe. No. What like what concert have you gone to? I've always just called them shows. Sure. Like no. Yeah. Everybody had. Their, I just wasn't sure where we were going. Yeah. Okay. What's the one that that made you? Um, that just put, gave you all the feels, puts you in your feeling, whatever you want to say. Like, what had you just emotionally drained afterwards? Oh, emotionally drained after? Yes. Ugh. So, um, we talked about this on It's a Sad One, um, the episode that is still our best episode ever, as far as numbers go. Um, until now. Until this one. It's like this is going <laughs> to... So I think... Um, I don't know. That's really fucking hard. Because I think there were definitely some shows I saw that were, like, really meaningful to me. And there were shows that, like, whatever. And I think... I don't know. It's so hard. Because there's, there's, like, amazing shows where, like... Four Year Strongs and, and Newfound Glory were on the same bill. Like fucking, it's over, right? Like that yep. would have been like emotionally. Like I felt like I gave everything to that fucking show. I had shows where um, I made really great friendships out of them and that kind of stuff. But um, I guess any show that has just been my brother and I, uh, and and there's there's two bands in particular. It's Bayside or Four Year Strong. That's very important. Yes. Absolutely. It's it's one or the other. And I mean, I, the Bayside Acoustic Show where I screamed, watch out, this is a sad one. And Anthony <laughs> stopped the fucking set and was like, that's very funny. And then like, I also, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, how many people have this record? And everybody screamed, right? And it was like cult or something. And he's like, well, I guess none of you actually own it anymore. Right. And cause he's, you know, talk about downloads or whatever. Yeah. So then he played one off of killing time and I yelled, I actually own this one. And then they laughed again. So I have two like really big pops Damn. at, uh, at the That's show. Good. Um, so that one was a really good show though. Like my Shut brother up. just broke it up with this girl and like, don't call me peanut came on. And like, it was fucking oh all over after that. Yeah. There was, there's also, I think, probably the first the first four year strong show we saw after my dad died um, was at Alder Bar. Rest in peace. Um, it's back to being holy now. But the McDonald's is gone. They tore the fucking McDonald's I know, down. I know. It's so like 
We don't have to go there. I we'll know. say we'll say so good. One. Batman selling my brother drugs in the bathroom at a Halloween show, or trying to sell my brother drugs at a bathroom at a Halloween show. I feel like if you were at altar bar and somebody didn't offer you drugs, <laughs> were you ever? Really were you at, were even at were the you altar even bar? At altar bar. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna go first four years strong show. Uh. After my dad died, it's Enemy of the World tour. Uh. And one step at a time. When they played that, my brother and I just fucking cried and held each other. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That is that is a good one. That's probably it. That is really good, and that's what I was looking for. Yeah. That's a. I feel that. So mine. Yeah. I have two of them. They're easy though. Okay. Um. So one of them is actually with my sister, and so when her and I were growing up, we would um before the internet was such a robust thing, we would watch music videos on Music Choice. Always on demand, music always videos. the best. And we were so captivated by the starting line. Mm. And they had a few music videos out, and she was in love with Kenny. She thought he was the cutest thing. And I just really loved their sound, it was so good. And we just bonded over that. And so we listened to their first album non-stop mm-hmm. and we would always you know like if her and i were driving somewhere in the car because we were close enough in age to where it you know we would hang out and, and and do stuff so we would go for rides and listen to that album fast forward um you know 10 years later they're doing a 10-year tour whenever 10-year tours were like real big so they yeah. were doing a 10-year tour for say like you mean it and my sister told me that they were doing it at the electric factory in philly which is they're from philly and i was like we have to go we have to go middle of January had to go. I drove across state in winter and her and I went there and the electric factory is huge. It's bigger than smalls, but it's Philly's smalls. Yeah. Philly's larger. So right, like right. For, Makes you know, sense. scaled, it's like a scaled up Mr. Smalls. And so Kenny comes out on stage and he reads this article that was written about that album and it just trashed that that album <laughs> it, it trashed it it said how awful it was it wasn't going to be that great it was going to fall flat it was this it was that and he ripped that paper up and he was like fuck you and oh, they man. played they played from from track one to the end of the album yep. they played it through and in between each song he would stop and talk about like you know what that where they were at and like doing this and doing that and they said you know towards the end they were like you know this is crazy how far we've come and like you know where we're at now and you know we're here with family and friends and you know children you know our kids are here and having it be like this this family environment and such like a a positive you know everybody was singing and this and that and like my sister like up in the balcony like stage left and yeah it was just like that's cool it was tears that's it, really it was cool. it was really really cool and then um the other one got to see the national uh play it was actually like an art installation it was at moma psa or ps2 ps i don't know whatever it is offsite moma it was somewhere in new york um, they played Sorrow for six hours and I watched them play Sorrow for six hours. Oh my God. And that was the most emotionally draining thing I've ever experienced in my life. 
I stood there and watched it for six hours. I watched them play the entire song. I watched them take breaks and I watched them play it without the lead guitar. I watched them play it without the drums. I watched them play it instrumental. What? And because they had to like, you know, yeah, you got to take the drummers just playing the same line. The dude's playing the same like bass line, same guitar. And it was insane to just to see like the like the stamina that was needed to in the endurance. That was yeah, needed it turns to, into a sport. It, it was, I, it was insane. And then like towards the end, like you could see, you know, them getting really emotional and everybody around was getting really emotional and they brought out like snacks, like, like fruit and stuff like that. And like wine. And they shared that. That's really with cool. us, and it was insane. And then he's crying, like he's like sobbing while he's singing it, like the last like one or two times. And it was just like, and then he, when he was sobbing, he couldn't sing it. So then everybody else oh, picked up and sang for him. Uh, man, it was, it was so strange because it felt like I was in there for a whole day, but it felt like I was in there yeah. for ten minutes. Weirdest thing ever. I've never experienced really like cool. flat circle time like that. Yeah. And it was insane. So I have, I have two more that you made me think of. Uh, the first like camping trip my wife and I went on, we, you know, went to the Smokies for four days and we're camping without electricity or running water, all that kind of stuff. And then just really just like, it was the first time we had done it. We, we went through th- the road trip ended up being all the way down to fucking great Smoky mountains up to Kentucky, up to the Indiana Dunes. Wow. And, like, it was a full week of camping when we had only ever done overnight camping on bicycles before. So, like, this oh, was... You guys jumped right in. We went full feet. And the end of the trip was to see Whitney at um, Mellon Park in Chicago. And we, wow. we had, like, an Airbnb or whatever. And Whitney, at the time, like, they went made this little album. Nobody fucking knew about it. And then something happened and nobody really, I I think can point to like one thing or another that tr- like boosted them into like the stratosphere of like the new hot band. Mm-hmm. But in between time from the, that, that show and it's free at millennium park. It was part of the summer concert series, which Chicago just gets local acts to play because it's like, you know, fun, go hang out in the park. Yeah, when you're Chicago, you have a plethora of talent to choose from. Right, plethora of talent. But, like, this would have been the equivalent, the way when they walked on stage, it would have been the equivalent to Fall Out Boy walking onto that stage in Chicago right after from Under the Cork Tree. Oh, my God. The roar from the crowd. Like we had sat up front because it was, and you could sit anywhere. And I'm like, we can sit in these seats, like literally at the stage. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. So we're like, okay. Okay. So we sat literally front row and, you know, we see them coming on stage and like, they're kind of like walking out and they got their heads down. Like, they're just kind of like, you know, okay, we're going to play the show. Nobody's here. And this roar, like I have never fucking heard comes and I stand up and turn around and it is filled past the lawn onto the street. Like there's people up in apartment buildings. Like the place was beyond packed for, for this, for them. And like Max, the drummer like picked his head up and looked 
and was like, holy shit. You saw him like go, holy shit. And like, that was such a cool moment. And that band meant a lot to us and still does mean a lot to us that we've kind of like turned them into our grateful dead where we go yeah. see them in a bunch of different cities. And that's awesome. Uh, that was the first time we'd gotten to see them after listening to them for about a year and a half. And like, I cried a lot in that show. Man. Uh, cause that album's all about like a breakup and stuff. And it just was like this really intimate moment between the two of us. I didn't know that, that that was the first time you got to see them. Yeah. It was in Chicago. Wow. I'm so happy for awesome. you getting to see that. That's awesome. And then like two years later when forever, uh, turns around came out, we just happened to be in Chicago and they were doing a CD, uh, first listen party. Yeah. Like two blocks from our Airbnb can't beat that no so we just like we went it was meant to be just like listening to them like just standing next to speakers playing their album we're like this is fucking insane yeah um the other even though i wasn't there the last show lincoln park did after chester died oh man do you want to talk about i was not a lincoln park fan at all whatsoever but i can definitely understand the gravity of that situation and oh i could not even fathom how they put themselves together to even play a single note or chord. Yeah. Anything. But the, it's all online. It's all on YouTube. And a bunch of different celebrities come to play with and like sing his parts. And it's, and they change some of the songs to fit, you know, different artists. And I mean, it's this really beautiful thing. And then in the end is the last song they play. Mm. And they just put the mic stand at the front of the stage oh, facing the crowd with a spotlight on it. And when his parts came, the crowd just sang them. Oh, my God. I, I'm i like, I'm tearing up again, right now. Like, I'm not a Linkin Park fan, but like that gives me goosebumps. Like oh. shit like that. Like that is. If oh you're having God. a bad day and you want to just feel something. Yeah, that's. That's how you fucking feel. something. Here, Watch that video. You want to know how to, to feel. So, well. All right, I got one. I Go got, for it. I got one more uh, concert story. Yeah. Because I didn't realize how many concerts I'd gone to, <laughs> yeah. and how much I like. They really like. Yeah. Were memories that I held on to. There was a show that I went to, Four Years Strong. I saw them at First Unitarian Church in Philadelphia. Literally a church basement. It is Bingo Hall Central. Yeah. I also saw Copeland there. Night. which they are probably one of my favorite bands. I have never cried more to a band than I have to them. And wow, they're really good. But that's not what this is about. That's another time. Okay. Um, so Four Years Strong, yeah. they're there. And they're just getting into the throes of their set. Okay. Like they're just get, they may have played one or two songs prior. Somebody pulled the fire alarm and sprayed the fire extinguisher. And they had to evacuate the place and they couldn't let us back in there. So what they did, they told everybody, they were like, don't leave. We're going to get our stuff. They played the rest of their set acoustic in the park across the street. That's cool. It was insane. It, it was absolutely insane because everybody that stayed for that and went to that, like they were like, they were the most passionate fans and like yeah. it, it was it was insane it, i just i can't even explain it any better than that other than it had this feeling of family yes with people that i 
don't know. don't even know. Yep, I don't even remember who I went to that with. There's there's and only good insane. bands can do that. Yeah, it it was absolutely insane. And that's why they're on the fridge in the studio. Yes, because they're good dudes, and uh, we paid for a meet and greet. The one or Jeremiah paid for a meet and greet the one year, and Didn't like we see them at. Uh, yeah, we saw them together. We saw them at um, Rex. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. It was that same show. Man, was the meet and greet show, mm-hmm. and and do you remember Jeremiah got on stage. Yeah. Yep. Man. Wow. I cool. miss them so much. I yeah. miss them. <sighs> all right. Let's close out the show. Okay. We are all aware that the Bearstein Bears uh, trip happened, and some of us made it into the other ver- universe, and some of us didn't. Okay. Okay. You know what didn't make it into our current universe? What? Double stuffed Oreos. Tell the people. Explain. Explain your... The ones that exist now are not the real fucking thing. I will I will put that on everything, on my life. The double stuffed Oreos now... Something happened whenever whenever they they ran the experiment in 2013 where the particle collider shifted all the shit and everything we're on the wrong timeline and everything. Yeah. Fuck the Berenstein Bears. I don't care about that. I don't care like about any of the other things that have to do with that. I don't care about uh the like Pikachu looking different. I don't care about uh whatever else. Yeah. The double stuff Oreo <laughs> Is just the single stuff Oreo. The single stuffed Oreo. The single is the stuffed thin. Oreo is the thin. The thin is a bag of things that you throw away. <laughs> and once you get to the, I can't remember if it's the mega stuffed yeah. or the oh, is the mega stuffed. Yeah, is a, that was the double stuff. Was the double stuff? Yes. And then, as much as I love Oreos, and I've eaten. A lot of packs of Oreos. Yeah. You've seen this. Yeah. The over stuff is just... Too much. It's too much. Too much. It's too much. The ratio is just completely fucked. I agree. I can't. But, yeah, I will stand by that for the duration of my time on this planet that the double stuff Oreo is just the single Oreo. And all they did was rebrand it all and cheaped out on it. And now we're eating regular Oreos as if they're double stuffed and they don't think that we know, but I fucking know. (laughs) All right, Greg Skelp. Thank you so much for coming to a great depression. Thank Uh, you for having me. It's been too long since we've hung out. And, um, yeah, like that is by far the longest great depression episode where we got a lot of depression to talk about. We do. We do. Awesome. I'm going to come over and water your plants. Good. Please do. I will. All right. Uh, remember, we are now in your brains. What he said.